Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ring, 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 ring. What's up, buddy? Dude. Just got off another hot watch of a speech in Andor. Oh, man. Oh. It's all too much, horse. Man, this this show is something else. It is something else. So. Mm-hmm. Got a question for you. Okay. Debate. So, Jackie hasn't seen an episode of this show, right? Okay. And, uh, you know, as it went along, I was like, oh, it's getting it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, I think you might like it. And then I was like, and then for the last few weeks, I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's, it's, that was the best episode ever. That, like, and then today I was talking to her about it. And I'm like, hey, you got to watch this show. Episode 10 could be the greatest episode of television of all time. <laughs> and she's like, no, you're being, you know, like, what about Lost? And I was like, here's the deal. You know, whores, stop doing your mouse pad or whatever you're doing. Okay. Um, you know, whores is a big Lost fan. So, so I will pose it to him and report back. Where does this one stack up for you among the true greats? Uh, slightly below the pilot episode for Lost. So the pilot episode of Lost is your favorite? It's not my favorite, but I think it is a phenomenal episode of TV. I think it's the best pilot episode of any show ever done. Yeah, I like... I'm not going to argue any of those points, but I just like for, for my satisfaction as a viewer, like it, it's got to be later on when, and that's what was so good about this one. And in like three episodes, you've, well, in, in two episodes, you've been introduced to despised and then loved. Kino Loy. That's true. I mean, look, I think I think this is phenomenal TV. We're getting the fact that we're getting this high-quality Star Wars TV already, I think, is a really good sign going forward. Um, it's it's, it's going to be a little while, man. Lost is ingrained in me in a way no other TV show has ever been. It's my favorite TV show, right? So it's hard to say. Like, I like a lot of... Uh, episodes of lost it's easier for me to tell you episodes i don't like than it is to just list out all the ones i do like i was wondering how the second viewing 
of, of like the full episode would go for me. Mm-hmm. Given like the first one, like during the escape, I was shaking. Yeah, man, it's intense. And um, and I was like, oh, and because just the way like Kino's character was left, where his character was left, where we left him mm-hmm. in his story, um, we'll just leave it as open as possible. Um, just so I can continue on day by day, I need to leave it open. But, um, dude, so I'm re-watching the bit where he gives a speech. Uh-huh. Well, which one? Because he's got a couple of speeches in this the, episode. The one on the over the microphone. On the, and, in the command and, center or whatever. Yeah, where Andor sort of eggs him on. Yeah. And then he sort of becomes the leader like that he always was. And then all the escapees, like, no way out, no way out, running around, like, freeing and stuff. I was bawling. Like... Like, knowing now, the second time, that Kino knew he was never leaving. Yeah, because he had, I mean, like, he had to know, right? Like, absolutely, he had to know that, like, once it gets down to brass tacks, he can't swim. And there's no other, there's only one way out. But also, that he'd rather die taking him down. Yeah and die in there like i'm already dead buddy i'm telling you if kino had been a member of the rebellion at the beginning of empire strikes back that battle of hoth goes way differently right instead of cliff being like okay guys let's go have kino up in there and face yelling at him and stuff those atats go down real quick so what do you reckon i should do horts going forth in my life what do I do about this? I tell you exactly what you do, buddy. Right? As a man who is well-versed in having a Star Wars character he loves fate be questionable for decades, I say this is what you do. You just, you're just, you play it patient, man. He's coming back. He's coming back. And the way it's going to happen is there's going to be somebody like laid up in the desert and you're going to hear footsteps and you're going to see that they're barefoot, right? Because he's still rocking the bare feet. And then, um, I don't know, you're not going to hear a, a Spurs sound like I heard with Boba Fett, but there could be some sort of uh, sound effect to, to hint that he's coming back in, in the next season of whatever show this is. Like, his ending, like, and then watching it again a second time, like, it, it is, like, tragically perfect. Yep. Um... And just, like, watching it a second time, knowing... Because I, I sort of didn't grieve for him on the first viewing because I was like, all right, okay, yep. And then, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like, yep, yep. Like it, and then it just changed to, like... Uh-oh. <laughs> the most instant, like, like, the most fascinating five minutes of Star Wars, like, television. Oh, my God. With Luthen and uh, old Ginger Stash? Dude, that was, like, 
remember when Ray was in the cave with all the mirrors? Uh-huh. And, you, and you're just like the first time you're watching, like, what is going to happen next? Like, what is going to happen next? What happens when she touches that? Now what happens? Like, it was like that level of just, where is this going? Right now. Oh, my stars. That, that speech. And so that just takes you away from the grieving for, um, for Kino. And then it comes back to that, you know, gorgeous shot of them running towards the moon. Yep. Oh! <laughs> um, and then it ends. And then it's sort of just like, Kino. What about Kino? Yep. Now, listen. In the finale of The Bad Batch, right? Mm-hmm. This is what you didn't expect this segue. No, I sure didn't. That's why it took a second for me to respond. I was I was a little shocked to be honest, but carry on. They leave um I, I can't even remember any of their names anymore. The bad one. Or the one that's sort of like Crosshair. Crosshair. They leave him in the middle of the ocean. Yep. On on a pole. And and no one's going, Oh, we're not seeing Crosshair next season. That's all hey. I'm saying. Oh, hey man, we didn't see a body. The possibilities are endless, right? What's it? Gilroy? God Gilroy. I don't want to deity someone for their uh their uh television output, but come on. Um he did say that we didn't see him die. Yep. He sure did. I saw that. Man. So I'm thinking sticker, right? Mm-hmm. Your Kino lives theory rules. Nice. I get, get crank them out, buddy. Get the printing, get the printing press on the line. Because much like the your Snoke theory sucks sticker, it said it doesn't even matter what your theory is. It sucks. It sucks. Mm-hmm. Conversely, whatever your theory is about him living, rules. Yes, rules. Yeah. Except we will not accept Hawes. It is unacceptable that any of the theories is any gets captured and tortured or something like that, or he's still in the prison. Unacceptable. Unacceptable theory. Um, for him to live, he must live. Maybe he gets captured, right? He gets put D- on. Don't like it. No, D- listen. Hear me out, buddy. Hear don't me like out. it. Hear me out. You're going to like it. You just hear me out. You got, I don't like it. You're going to just have to give me a second to pull you back in, okay? He gets captured. I'll take a second to say I don't like it. He gets put on trial for his role in the prison break. I'm about to put you on trial for and talking about this. Cassian and old Melchi go and break him out. Nah. Two, two Star Wars rebels. Fair enough. We need no... There will be no more breakouts. The, the, the Empire will not be having breakouts um so you know sadly the uh the, the life of the uh prisoners on that uh planet Ooh. it's gonna get worse i got an idea okay same ideas before but instead of a breakout he gets a up-and-coming criminal defense lawyer to represent him that criminal defense lawyer Bail Organa. Jimmy Schmitz is in the picture, baby. Here we go.
So Bail Organa's a lawyer. Yeah. And a senator. And a good dad. Okay. And a handsome guy. When he when he goes to perform law, mm-hmm. does he slam shut the the trunk of his speeder? Yes. Revealing the number plate? Yes. That says LA Law in space. Exactly. Your your Kino Lives Theory sucks, Hawes. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, I don't know if you can tell this from uh, <laughs> my tone, but I've been pacing this entire podcast. I can tell. I, I didn't want to bring it up, but yeah, I can tell you've been you've been walking back and forth a little bit. <laughs> I can tell. I I know that fucking I know that feeling, buddy. Listen, all I gotta say is once again, as someone who is extremely adept at uh, waiting the return of a favorite character of theirs, when they do return, there may be some wrinkles you have to accept that you didn't expect, right? Like I don't know, two episodes of his own series that don't even feature that character. The glass is always one third empty with you, isn't it, Hawes? Just one third. I pre- I appreciate you recognizing that it's only one third. Um, uh, statistics are definitely my thing. So uh, there you go. Woof. Kano Roy. What a dude, man. What a champ. I love that opening scene of like, Cassian sort of picking at him being like no man we got to do this now you heard what they said you know what I mean until he just snaps and tells the whole floor nobody is getting out shit I love that part let me tell you why Kino Loy is a hero for our time horse okay through Kino Loy's circumstances and his uh, input what he was given, he was someone that believed something very strongly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he didn't have that much say in it, but he dedicated his entire life um, to that belief. And then upon finding out further facts that disproved his belief, uh-huh. he changed his opinion. My goodness, it, it can be done. Go figure. Um, so that is why he's a hero of our time. I agree. God. All right. Hey, for the record, I did I did call that one of those ISB guys was a, a mole, by the way. And you said, mm, I don't think so. Was that was he one of the guys that came in late? Because if, if, if so, you completely called it. I think I, I think he was. We need someone to go back and check that out. But yeah, you like, like that's nailing, nailing it, Hawks. Um, and also, I would like to put forth as evidence for my Cinta killed the family theory the fact that Luthen makes a veiled threat to that guy's daughter to me only cements that th- some rough stuff is going on on the side of the rebels too. And he would know. Yeah. Old um old Redmo. God Redmo. 
He's in for some stressful nights trying to get to sleep. Buddy, I don't think, I think his mustache is short for this universe. Let me tell you, because uh, I, I think they also sort of um, implied that Deidre might be suspicious of him in this episode. I disagree. Okay. I think she just sees him as a rival. That's now that now see that actually probably makes more sense given the character, right? Like she's looking everywhere uh, for you know Luthen and and all these connections to the rebels. When one of her coworkers is right there working with them, and her ambition and her uh, competitiveness within that organization is sort of blinding her to any signs that might be there. Well, I don't even think there's signs because. You know, he's actually giving good advice. Right, and it's and, and they did say that it's been over a year since he and Luthen had talked, right? Yeah, so obviously, I don't know, I guess they've been uh, communicating through cracks in uh, handrails and, and, and such things. Mm. Oh, how good was it when he went down, like, into the lower depths and you sort of weren't sure who he was? Mm-hmm. And then... Because they've sort of like held off, like there's not an abundance of aliens. That's some people's like criticism of it. But seeing the aliens sort of really gave it that, like after not seeing aliens, yep. it gave it like this extra sort of, we're in the underground mm-hmm. of the city sort of thing. Um, I've, I've liked their use of aliens. Like we got to see some good ones that, um, when they were at that uh, space dance party planet. Oh, like in the first of... episode. Like in the very first scene of the first episode, right? No, no. When um, Andor oh. gets arrested. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the beach resort. There were yeah, some right. aliens there. There was also some aliens on Ferrix. But the aliens at the dance party thing, I don't know. They were just so entertaining. Like, you know, they're like playing cards. And mm-hmm. so, I don't know. It was just yeah. sort of like... Uh, like after years you know all our lives we've been enjoying these star wars aliens whores Mm -hmm. finally for the first time they get to go on vacation yeah man they've been doing a lot of heavy lifting the last almost five decades you know 45 years damn it um yeah so uh yeah i love that you know, going into the underworld and stuff, that was that was really cool and that uh that elevator. Oh and it's fancy elevator. uh Bluetooth speaker, a Star Wars Bluetooth speaker mm-hmm. or earpiece. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. Hey, did you watch that um that little Grogu I animation? Did. I did. What 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 did you make of that? So, look, I, I, okay, on surface level, I thought it was cute. I thought it was uh, uh, well animated. I thought the music was really good. Like, I enjoyed it front to back. As an anime fan, particularly as a, of a, pretty, as a pretty big fan of the studio that made this, like, you know, it was one of those situations where I probably let myself get a little too hyped on what it was going to end up being versus what it was. At the end of the day, I'm just stoked we have something Star Wars that Studio Ghibli did, right? Like that to have a, a Japanese animation studio of that 
level of esteem work on star wars like i think that's cool um and i enjoyed it i it's just you know i I probably would have been a little more excited if it was like a visions short for next season or something yeah well that's sort of what i thought they were doing yeah me too it just made the most sense right because apparently it's is, is today like the third anniversary of Grogu or something? Uh, is it? It might be, buddy. Uh, when did Disney Plus launch? Because it was the first new show on Disney Plus. That would make a lot of sense. That's what I heard. It was like Grogu Day. That makes but, a lot of sense. But yeah, so weird because it's not even like it, it's not mentioned on the platform at all. No, like when I logged into Disney Plus this morning to watch it, I had to seek it out. I thought it would be like right up front. Oh, uh, it was. It's on on my one. It was the second slide. Oh, okay. Um, I always I always note where all the Star Wars slides are. Andor's number four currently. Nice. Um, yeah, like it's it's sort of like I'm whatever's because I'm not like I don't feel like I was owed some. Like no. they did, they did sort of. It's just like this random thing, but I was quite excited when we found out about it. Whenever it was, you know, the announcement or the rumor or the leak or whatever, but um, to show Harry because there's this little Lego Star Wars like little Grogu shorts, but they're uh-huh. only a minute. But he loves them, and he doesn't understand why there's not more. And so I was like, oh, you know, this is going to be a little mini. Yeah, you know, I felt like a twelve-minute, eight-minute little Grogu cartoon, and so we put it on. I think it's like three minutes or something, four minutes. But um, yeah, he just—he was sort of just like. At the end, he went. That wasn't a show. Well, I mean, he's got a point. My man's got a point. It's hard to argue, you know. It's so funny. That wasn't a show. That is real funny. Like, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I'm happy it exists. Like I said, at the end of the day, the fact that Studio Ghibli did something Star Wars is cool to me. I would love for them to do a movie or an animated show or a short on Visions. Um, And maybe this is the start of some sort of relationship like that, you know? But maybe slightly a little disappointed in what it turned out to be versus what I hyped it up as possibly being in my head. Right. And that's my own fault. Yeah. It was, it was sort of more of a, a work of art. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which, which makes a lot of sense given, you know, the studio involved, buddy, if I know it's, it's a hard ask, man, I totally get it. But if you were ever in the mood to watch one of their movies, I think you could, I think there's a couple in there that you would watch and probably enjoy. They're really good. And they they're talk? all. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's 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 animated movies and like. Um, oh yeah, of... but like I, I've I've seen a few images of it, but um, then after seeing that, I'm like, oh, maybe the whole studio is just like very artistic um, and not not a lot of spoken dialogue. Yeah, yeah. No, no, buddy, they're pretty plot heavy. Um, I would say. Princess Mononoke or My Neighbor Totoro. You would recognize stuff from My Neighbor Totoro because of like cat bus and stuff. You've probably seen that going around on the internet and stuff. It sounds like a Japanese sitcom. <laughs> a little more magical than that. Okay. Well, um, who knows? Um, I'm still walking around the house, by the way. 
I'm 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 just very uh You're getting your steps in. Yeah, I guess. I'm 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 really I I I'd sort of forgotten I'd been doing it for the past twenty minutes and I just realized I've been on this really weird like track, like a drone. <laughs> um, I, I think it's all my background work just kicking in. There you go. Because sometimes you are in the background a bit of a um, what do they call me in video games? An NPC? Is that An what NPC? Call? Correct. There you go, yeah. buddy. Look at so, you. I um yeah I'm an NPC of Hollywood. Just uh, uh, uh. um, but two more episodes. Like, uh, uh, I, I think where a lot of the finale is going to focus on, is it Phoenix? The, the Ferex, yeah. Ferex? Yeah. Um, and we're going to see the sort of um, the culmination of uh, the mum's story oh uh, yeah i think i think whatever goes on with marva probably sort of galvanizes andor and is the final push he needs to just you know completely go all in on the rebellion i think that's how we leave the character at the end of this season is all right i'm off to fully be part of the rebellion at this point so gilroy right mm -hmm. says the last line in the series like sort of galvanizes like Andor, the character of Andor or something where he's at and where he will be going forward. So does and that mean this season or does that mean the end of next season? This season. Okay, okay. And um, Andor superfan number one, Catherine Neen, theorized on the uh, Star Wars Spelt Out podcast. Okay. That that last line would be something from the manifesto. Oh, ooh, Nimic's which would, manifesto. Which, that would be which cool. would which would mean he'd have to go back to that hotel. Uh, he goes back and he the money's missing and just the manifesto was there and he's like, ah, oh, man of the two, of the two that could be left here. So that's pretty interesting. That's very um, interesting. Hmm. I, I'm I'm sort of hoping there's a scene. I I, I did a little Photoshop of uh, Perrin in uh, in the uh, on program in the prison, and I really hope that in the fight, like you know, Mon Mothman, something will happen where she has to go, and she offers Perrin a chance to come and he's like a real dick. Like, Oh, I'm not, I'm staying here. Like, what are you, like, I'm not giving this up. You're crazy. And, um, thinking he'd be fine, but then he gets arrested because the, the empire is just like, not going to believe him that he knew nothing about it. I think that would be, and there's sort of going to be an ironic punishment. Yeah, I think that would be... Because how could a the, husband not know? Right. I think that would be, like, the perfect, like, justice for that dude, for that shithead. Like, I really like that idea. I just think 
Mon Mothma's sort of like her moment where she has to sort of completely commit to the rebellion. I think we will see it. I think it'll be next season, though. Yeah, you have to see it. You will. I, I 100% yeah. you will. I think it'll just be next season because... Oh, definitely next season. Yeah. Oh, and did you see they did confirm that Yavin is part of next season? Woo! I'm excited. But this is what I like about this Gilroy dude, right? Yeah, he just throws it all out there. Because just let us go. Does it, like, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It, exactly. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't all have to be, like, it's just, like, and just, like, the directors and stuff, like he said, who's doing it, and, like, that sort of information is not that, like, exciting for me, really, because, you know, I don't follow all the directors. Right, and, and like... And, like, it's cool to hear, oh, they did this, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard that show's good, or, you know, I've seen that, that's good, but it's not a huge thing, but... How they like on the Mandalorian and that just keep it all secret for like no re like it's just like it's a secret because it's for se- like it's for secrecy it's secret. sake. Yeah, yeah, it's like, like why? And, what, what, well, and it makes what profit is in that? It makes even less sense with the Mandalorian to me because we know most of the people by now, right? Like they've got their solid little crew that they cycle in and out to direct that show so what harm would it be being like oh well bryce dallas howard's directing to rick fama is directing to you know john favreau's gonna do one dave filoni's gonna do a couple you know what i mean what at this point we know the most likely candidates and sure there's probably gonna be some new people in the mix too but it's just that that one to me has always been a little silly the directors of the episodes because just like you I don't follow these people, right? I kind of watch Star Wars shit and Marvel stuff and occasionally something with a dragon or an elf in it, right? So unless you've directed... The the Corey Van Dyke media diet. Yes, me and Corey... Buddy, I have said many times that certain aspects of Corey remind me of a young Halls. I think that might be why I like that dude so much. We know what we like, man. Chicken fingers and french fries all day. Um... But, uh, dang it, I got off on a tangent. I can't remember. Oh, but once they start showing up, right? Like, once they direct an episode of um, Star Wars, then, like, okay, well, I know Rick Fama, you would did a couple of episodes of Mandalorian I really liked. Why not give us that to look forward? Like, oh, shit, he's going to have two or three episodes or whatever. Same thing with Deborah Chow or Bryce Dallas Howard or any of the people that have directed those episodes. But here's the thing I always ask. Like, where's the money in it? Like, what? What's? Where's the money in not announcing the directors? There isn't. Um, it, like it, it, a, at least announcing the directors is. It, it, it it's like you're spending zero dollars. No, no, but it, it's like you're releasing something. Uh oh. That will just be what. Uh, you keep going. I'll tell you in a second. Something just popped oh. up on my feed. Oh, um, it will like because you've got with every new thing you make, there's there's a certain amount of excitement that you've got to spend. Yes, and you a know, certain amount of you know, like because you can you can find out who the actors are, you can mm-hmm. find out the directors, you can find out a location, you can find out a guest star, 
And you spend, you know, how you spend this, the, like the PR company or the PR division of Disney is, you know, should be like, like how do we spend out all this, this credit of excitement in so things culminate right at the end, but, you know, you keep people focused on your franchise because, you know, now more than ever, there's, you can just easily click. If you're not keeping people occupied with new things, they're, you know, they're Game of Thrones. They're off, you know, they're rings at the, you know, they're into another franchise. Um, and like finding out who the director is in the end credits, like, it's just like, well, you just spent that, like, that's at the end. Like, yeah, and there's none of that, like, so I, essentially you're saying what I was going to say is that, like, I don't think it's ever a bad thing to have some sort of positive Star Wars news in the entertainment news cycle, even if it is, oh, so-and-so's directing two episodes of Mandalorian, because leading up to their episodes, you know what you get, you get Twitter posts and Instagram posts and stuff being like, oh, oh, oh snap, remember when Rick Famuyiwa did that episode with uh Din and Bill Burr and it was really good. Well he's doing the episode next week. Get excited, you know? Yeah, it's like a freebie just a freebie advertise advertisement. To, <laughs> but to steer the conversation somewhere. Yeah. Like it stimulates new conversation and new excitement about the show. Or or maybe it doesn't, you know, it just goes over your head or under your feet, however you uh want to see it and but it's just it's a free spend but anyway um i always have like that's one of my big bugbears that they they could be giving out little snippets of 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 things going on in star wars around the world right that that does that that spoil nothing but sparks imagination well, okay, a perfect example. Last week when they announced uh, the cast and the start of production for Acolyte, and they had the little synopsis. Perfect, right? It gave away nothing, showed us the cast. It was, you know, there's already and there was a level. Also, also, to their credit, there was a photo of the set. Yeah. yeah. And it said nothing, but I was nope. sort of just like, it's so cool to see something new where you're like oh star wars is going to take place in there That's well sick. you know what it reminds me of is do you remember seeing the paparazzi photos of um construction going on for the prequels for phantom menace like out in the desert in Tunisia, yeah. and there'd be like the big like structures that would just be like wooden slats you could tell they were building something like that's what it reminds me of being like holy crap they're telling new star wars i'm gonna get to see soon um so the thing that came across my feed, it did not turn out to be as exciting as I thought it might be, oh. uh, was the poster for Zen, Grogu, and the Dust Bunnies. So you know me, I know you, a good Star Wars Japanese poster, that, that could be exciting, right? Well, check this out. It's not that great. I think How I, am I going to get it? I think I'll be able to share it with you on your screen. Through, like, Skype. Can you see that? Yeah. Look at it. That's just a poster. No no cool Japanese text. It's, it's, cool. Just, the th- it's just the thumbnail. Yeah, it's just the thumbnail. <laughs> it's just the thumbnail. You're correct. But, but are they going to release it as a poster? I, I think so. Yes. I, 
I marvel at like the things that they let slip through the cracks. Like, you know, I I, I guess it's uh, no, no, no. It's not because you you should not leave money on the table. But remember back in like the prequel days. And there'd be a new like teaser poster, and the fan club would sell the poster. Yeah, and you get like the cinema poster with the two. You know, it was two sided and like had them all. It's it's crazy to me that there's not like a division that does that. That like when there's the new movie poster, or you know, even all these character posters to a lesser extent. But, you know, when the new movies come out, like, you know, I, I, I feel like the, the temperature for it now is down. But back in the sequel trilogy days, people would be, you know, clamoring for, you know, those posters. Oh, yeah. Dude, do you how I can't even remember how early I had that Anakin Darth Vader shadow poster on my wall. Like, cause the minute they put it up on the fan club, I ordered it. It was one of my first internet purchases, from what I can remember. Congratulations! I actually had through my um, great networking with people at Toys R Us uh, the the banner. Oh, man, that's cool. Oh, actually, no, I didn't get that from Toys R Us. I got that from um, the cinema. Yeah. Okay. So, speaking of the character posters, I, can I get something off my chest real quick? Sure. Okay. So, I'll share my screen to show you the two examples, too. Why this oh, dude, me. I've got to tell you this, right? I've uh-huh. got to jump in. This is what an impact this, this visual had on me, that it happens instantly. Um, the moment you said chest, I've got to get this off my chest, I instantly thought of Boo on Halloween. In his aerobics outfit. Bro, man. That that guy has got a lush indoor forest moon like um, chestal area. Let me say, love the commitment to the bit. Love the commitment to the bit by my buddy Boo <laughs> there. All right. So, okay. Speaking of character posters. So, remember in season two of Mandalorian where they kept doing the cool character posters? There was a com- Well, there is a company that sells those, right? So then they put this up online. That's the Boba Fett character poster. I got to get okay. that. Right? Got to get it. He's, he's finally it. back. Uh, got to get it, right? So I go to Trends International. I believe that's the brand name. And for every f- single episode before that, they just had the regular character poster. Bo-Katan, uh, you know, whoever it was that they did the character poster for. This is the one that they sell, though. Look at this thing, man. It Make looks, it bigger. I'm, I'm doing that right now. Well, why is this? All right. You know, works great. Works great. Maybe it's this one. All right. Same thing. Oh, oh, God. Make it stop. <laughs> what, make what stop? That, that, is, that poster is not good. Yeah, buddy. And that is the one they sell. They don't sell the character poster like they promoted online, you know, with to promote the episode. That is the version of the poster they sell. It, it, like, We've I got to describe what this is to the. Uh, to um, the okay, so it it is a Jeez. it's an official poster Woo! 
Uh, and by the way, it looks like you could buy it on a bootleg piece of cardboard in Tijuana. Like, ah, how dare you? Um, so it's got the same, it's the same image of Boba from the character poster in the forefront, but in the background, instead of, you know, like the, that yellow tinted graffiti wall they did for the character posters that season. Yeah. It's poorly photoshopped in to Moore Morrison. Uh, in his black robes with his ga- gaffy stick. Two different images, one of a close-up of his face, one of a mid-swing. And then lightly in the horizon is the Slave One. Some other ship. Oh, it's a, it's got to be a dark trooper flying up to Moff Gideon's ship. It is ugly. Oof. It's bad. They never, and they, they never did that Luke one. They never did a Luke one. Maybe they didn't want to put that character model on the on the poster. Maybe. What's that dripping? That is my dog drinking water. Ah, oh, that's lovely. It sounds like um the uh the floor above you is having a, a water soaked prison riot. Oh, I sure hope not, because there's no floor above me. That'd be the attic. Oh boy. How's it when the, it started dripping down? That was pretty sick. Dude, uh the the simple realization of like what the plan was with that saw, like what he was trying to do. uh, When I realized like, Oh, he's, it's just a water pipe. He's just trying to bust a water vein. Like, cause you know, I thought like maybe he's trying to pry something loose in there to use as a weapon, or maybe there's something in there that would stop that lift. No, we're just going to flood this place with water and short out all the floors. Yeah, I sort of thought it had something to do with the lift. Um, like, you know, when they sort of previewed it the uh, episode before. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, the way it unveiled, like, it, it sort of, yeah, I re- it was so good. It was a bummer, that guy, um, uh, the younger dude, he, he ate it pretty early. The, the guy that jumped across... Um, onto the platform like the first dude. Yeah, the the nervous guy, the real nervous guy. He wasn't that nervous. Maybe he was a bit nervous, a little nervous. But uh, yeah, that was a bummer that he got shot down early. Yeah, and the first mention of like any sort of hint at what they're making in there, we didn't get an answer. But he was like, "Whatever it is we're making, they need a lot of them." Mm. It's something for the Death Star. Yeah. It's, uh... You would think. You would think. Andy Serkis seems to think it's something important. Yes. Um, and... Yeah. All hail, Andy Serkis. Um, so... I've got, um... You know, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to terms with this, um... This uh, Kino Loy and, and 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 where he's left me, and and I, as I was saying before, I, I do find it like tragically poetic. The the like, especially watching it the second time, and just like like knowing that he knew he wasn't going to be able to get out. Uh huh. It's it's you know it's it's beautiful, but just think, horse. Remember when, like, it, it would be 
it would be a Rose and Bernard level oh my reunion. God. Oh my God. Gino, you made it. Or anyone, any number of the times that Jen turned out to be alive. They sure faked that dude out a whole lot. <laughs> I always, I, I always think Rose and Bernard was like, Oh, it's so good. Like, cause they spend the, and, and, and part of it is how long they spend in the first season sort of like nailing home that she's like, no, he's somewhere. He's fine. You know? Yeah. And she seems crazy. Yeah. And then the reveal, like, it's not until the second season that you even meet him for the first time. And you're like, holy crap. Bernard is alive. Let's go. Oh, that reunion. So good. But I like, like, I, I thought his end um you know beautiful great you like you know i'm not that phased about awards but if you're handing them out chuck them that way right um but i am very interested in experiencing the emotions that would go with their reunion mhm because I just feel like it would it would be a, a an entire body experience. I feel like I would shed like <laughs> you negative would tra- energy. You would transcend the mortal plane. Yeah, well, like that. You know that meme where the brain's like, uh-huh. uh, oh boy, do I? It- they use that meme with tool stuff all the time because a lot of those are tool images. Oh, got you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just feel like. It'd be like a really good massage. All right. Like the next day, I'd just be like, "Woof!" Like I, I, I like I, I feel like it would, like my. Well, this is the deal. I can guarantee my life would be better if they had if they reunite. Well, because okay. I will have I will have <clears throat> such a surge of happiness that um and and and, and that surge will radiate upon the um the people around me. Hey man. So if you want to improve the planet, bring Tony Kino Gilroy, back. Let's make with the reunion season two. Let's go. Like I would, I would cry so much. <laughs> like just, oh, I love him. He's so good. He's got such conviction. He is very good. And for the record, uh, not for nothing, you were kind of on the Kino train uh, even after the first episode, before we started seeing some cracks in his on-program personality. That he wasn't a bad guy. Yep. Yep. You know it. Yep. Face turn, whores! You saw it. I mean, you called it. You you 100% called it. What is better than a face turn? Not a whole lot. I tell you what's better. Hmm. A run-in. Oh. And that's what we need for Kino Loy. We need a, a ship coming out of the sun. Maybe he's sh- maybe he's who shows up with like the first grip of X wings and Y wings for the rebellion. He's like, hey, I, I hear you guys need some hardware, and Cassian's like, you son of a. You're alive? One way out, brother. Yeah. Yes. 
Let's go! But he's still not wearing shoes. Give him some shoes. No, nah, he's, some... he's he does it to remind himself. No, nah. got got all got all busted up, Hobbit feet and stuff. He's got a little experience with that. Man, so Gilroy, right? Yep. He's like saying um, that these last two, if it like comes together the way they hope, it, like it's they're the best episodes. Whoa! How? How? If that's the case, then like there will be a monumental level of hype for this second season in a couple of years. Well, that's what I actually was theorizing to my little self is I think when it comes back for season two, it will have a giant first day, first week. Because people are going to watch it in the couple of years. There's going to be like, there's time, right? Because they're just now starting to shoot it. It's not coming out next year. It'll probably be around but, the same time it started this year in a couple of years that's time for like you know people to talk to friends and family and be like you should watch Andor. more people watch it yeah. see and, how good and, it is you know and and without question it's going to be in the emmys like you know oh, like if, it, if the, they win or not like that's like whatever's but there's no way they're absolute they're gonna submit a ton of people you know how they always you know they they uh you read the stories about like, well, Lucasfilm just submitted so-and-so-and-so-and-so from The Mandalorian for Emmys. It's going to be a big list for Andor. Like, you, they're going to nominate uh, Diego Luna. He's the he's the face, right? They're going to nominate uh, 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 Max von Sydow or what? No, that's the guy from Force Awakens. Skarsgård, Stellan Skarsgård, Luthen, um, Andy Serkis. Oh. Mon Mothma, like, but like, imagine the clips. Yeah, best supporting actor, Stellan Sturzgard, or is that how you say his name? Yeah, and it's just like, what have I sacrificed? Oh, dude, come on, Bruh. And and can I say, as a man who loves a good speech three really good speeches in an episode and they're all lengthy it was like the tool song of star wars speeches i was eating it up i was like keep playing those drums danny carey keep talking to me scars guard what else you got to say i do have to say as well i i'm not a big focuser on such things but um when they're all escaping music amazing oof I could have watched an extended cut of this episode that was just 20 more minutes of those guys running around barefoot killing security guards and breaking oh, out. Oh, man. Dude. Big shout out to my uh, UK background brethren. Killing it. Uh, killing it. That... When they're ru- all running down the tube going, one way out. Yep. Yes. Dude, the the shots of the different levels intercut with the second Kino speech, when like you see them all testing the floors and realizing like, oh, they don't have their their one uh, weapon that they can use against us, and we far outnumber them. Like, that's 
really good stuff right there. I was thinking how annoying it would be if you're on the night shift. Yeah. Yeah, and you wake up the next morning and you're like, dang, they didn't get any rack stuff. Where are all these people dead? Oh, no, no, no. They'd, no. <laughs> I they, know. They, they, they'd hear the announcement, but yeah. it'd just be like, oh, I just got to sleep. Like, yep. I just, like, couldn't you just do it a little bit later? Come on. Yeah. But, um,. I, I, I do have to say, speaking about the backgrounders, there was a very important piece of storytelling setting something up with the backgrounders. And that was when they're all on the stairs and people fall over and people don't help them back up. And that sort of just shows, like, there's just desperation, right? Right. And that sets up Andor just getting pushed over the edge. Yep. Because it sort of set up that that was like, you know, Kino's like, help out your brothers and stuff. But, you know, when push comes to shove, literally, they're, they're all prisoners that just want to get out. And, you know, who knows? Maybe some of them actually did bad things. I have no idea. Right. Um. But yeah, it sort of set up that chaotic tone for when Andor got pushed off, which is just just heartbreaking. It is. Like like knowing what he's gonna say the second time. Like and just 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 the pretending you're someone else in a different situation on mm-hmm. this Andy circus. They've got to have an easier way to describe what he's doing there. Um, but um, acting, that's what it's called. Um, just stunning. Like, just just like so painful, but like so enjoyable to watch. But it's just pain. Yeah. Yep. It is pain. It is emotional damage is what it is. Oh, that poor. But when guy. he comes back, but when, when he comes, comes back, back, joyous, right? Could you imagine, man? <clears throat> well, Oof. the one thing I gotta say, so like, you know, Melchi, right? This guy. Who, oh, okay. Go. I've got. A, I've got a Melchi thought actually. This guy who actually turned out to be in Rogue One, and I didn't realize until after you mentioned it when we recorded last, and I was like, I don't know what Steele's talking about. I'm going to go research. And I was like, oh, crap. He was in, I remember him from Rogue One, kind of. You know? Look at that. Well, given that, there, you know who's definitely going to be showing up is like, uh, what's his name? Merrick, the the leader of Blue Squadron, the X-Wing pilot with oh. the mustache. He'll definitely Oof. be showing up. If they're bringing Melchie, they're bringing that guy for sure. The um, I did think Melchi. There's a few scenes where they're sort of trying to, you know, take new areas of the prison, and you know, Melchi's got a blaster and he's leading it. And I was like, in in with the, you know, the power of you know, knowing what's to come, foresight. Um, great plan, great top notch strategy. Get Melchi up front. Uh-huh. Melchi, you lead the way, Melchi. I've got a good feeling um, about Melchi. 
but just that you know we we not if you if you know he's going to live, get him up front. Yeah, let him take a few blasts for the crew up back. Let a Old, guy um, let a guy make a take three whole episodes to realize that he was a, a small part of the movie. This leads up to. I got to say the bit where like the elevator's just coming down, and everyone's on program and they're all looking at each other. Mm-hmm. Like that edited to the music just before the Sarlacc pit battle. Oh. Don't. 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 Yep. Yep. Don't. Oh man, I've got to edit that. <laughs> Dude. Um. Oh my God. Could you imagine that music? Like that don't, don't, don't. And then they start fighting and then it's the music. That's well, sick. Well, you got to, you, what you have to do is you got to cut the music in, you know, when he ignites the saber, right? when Cassian shoves that rod in the lift, because that's like when the, the plan starts, right? That's the official start of it's going oh. down. God, if I could do that good, it would really appeal to me. I would watch it on YouTube several times. Mm-hmm. Oof. Oh, man. But the looks, like, but I, I, I sort of, that just, the, the the Luke Skywalker scene just popped in my head as I was going on about it because it was sort of like, oh, it's like this other thing that I've loved forever. But, um, like, just, like, the pretending you're something else-ness on these people as they glanced at each other. Like, are we going to do it? Like, are you, you're like, oh, it was just, it was so good. It was. It was really good. Man. Man, man, it's and it's it's good in a way that sometimes it's a little hard to talk about because it's at least for me it is it is outside the normal realm of good for Star Wars, right? Like, um, it definitely has that uh, prestige feel to it, you know. Um, yeah. I like yeah. <laughs> I like that basically. This imperial prison has spent, you know, who knows how many years training and forcing these guys to work sort of as a, as a unit to get, like, optimal efficiency out of them building these racks, right? And then when it all goes down, that, like, sort of camaraderie and, and teamwork skills that they've developed being prisoners really comes into play when they have to work together to escape like that scene where they're all getting their implements ready like when the plan is just starting to um come together and cassian's back there sawing at the pipe and they're all getting stuff to beat up people with and stuff man and they're all doing it like in uh in sync with each other and they trained kano to lead them to escape yeah they sure did because, you know, Andor's like going... You do this every Kino, day. You do this every day. Mm-hmm. Tell them what to do. And um, the um, I, I love just, you know, just just like... I, I, I love a show where something's a bit confusing or you don't get. I love it when you've got the confidence in the show to go... Yeah, let's just wait a couple episodes. Right. See what's going on. You know, they, they might they might explain it. And Kino explained 
the whole thing about that prisoner going back and what was meant to happen to the prisoner, like to the entire prison. Yeah. He goes, oh, yeah, you know that plot hole? You know that one that you're all going on about down there on Section 6? Cop this. We're going to get shipped somewhere else to die. Um, yeah, that was just like... Like, it's just like that was like my out of that last episode. That was the one thing where I was just like, because ah, ah. <laughs> I can't do that all the time because like they'd talk and, and yeah, this would have and, happened all the time. This, this and, incident. And it's so good that they gave you like that little gap to like go in on your head. You know, you know, that was my head cannon was like, they ship you off to another planet where it's like they're, they're done tricking you. It's just like, yeah, just do this or you get pain, okay? Like, you know, a different style of prison sort of labor. But, um, yeah, the fact that, like, they gave you that, that week to do it, to, like, come up with that or wonder about it, and then it's just like, yep, here it is, sealed. Yep. It's delicious. It is. It certainly is. Man. 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 <laughs> um alrighty. Hey, um we haven't uh because we've been doing these episodes, we haven't put one up on the uh on the on, on the uh the, the normal feed for a bit. So let's put this one up as a sizzle for the uh the pending series finale, two part season finale of Hawes Calls. Yep. And or we didn't really explain what this was at the start, but this is a Patreon show we do every week after a show where we just ring each other and just garble and for buddy, as long as we can. Uh, I think, it, like, you you know, not for nothing, I think you can go look at other episodes, and unless they were, you know, shorter because one of us had something to do and only had limited time, the Andor uh, Hall's Calls is, uh, have been the longest episodes we've done because there's so much to talk about that we like. I think that's sure. a good sign. Um, and what's even better is we got two more weeks of this, right? We'll be sort of towards the end of December, right? Then any, uh, any of my Halo or not Halo Willow fans out there up playing with a worm will be able to watch Willow. And once Willow's over, we're real close to like Mando season three. What Real date point. is it? It's January third or something, isn't it? No, that that might be Bad Batch. They haven't put out a date for Mando. Oh, yet, I think yeah, it's yeah, going to okay. be like February, March, maybe. Interesting. I um. Ooh, and there's going to be a new Star Wars video game around that time too. Ooh, 2023 <sighs> is looking up. I um, I'm trepidatious on this Mandalorian season three. Don't be like that just because we're getting this really good Star Wars. Be excited. No, I I just... The fact that Luke and Grogu got reunited, like... Oh, Din and Grogu? Yeah, sorry. Um, Din and Grogu got reunited in Boba Fett. In just how it was so happened. Like, it was just like, hey! Um, like, after... Like, they just built up this awesome thing at the end of season two. Like, just this crazy emotional moment, you know, just, it had, it just got such a response. And just to have how they, like, undid that scenario was just so, 
like, oh, that you you really, you know, like they they you really don't have a plan because there's no way that could have been your plan, like to to build up to such like it was like this is what it was like, right? You're going up the you know the the big hill of the roller coaster. Right? Right. You go and it's massive. Mm-hmm. It's so massive and it, you're building up all this adrenaline, adrenaline. You get to the top and it's just like, oh my God. And then it just goes down and it's only like like a four foot drop. Huh. Because the, the level's higher. Like just like their reunion was just like it, like I was ready to Rose and Bernard it. Let's go. Right. No, let's, I mean I let, get let's, it. Let's 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 weep. I think a, that a, is a puppet a, um... and, a, and a stuntman in a helmet <laughs> at at twelve forty five in the morning. I uh, I have the same issue. I I think they executed their re, them being reunited way too quickly. But you know, at the core of it, I have a a completely different issue with that episode of the Book of Boba Fett. But that is, I mean, I've made that complaint dozens of times now. And it yeah. sure doesn't seem like we're getting a second season of Book of Boba Fett, despite any rumors that it might have been tossed around in the last few months. Sure doesn't seem, unless that was Tamora out on the beaches in Hawaii practicing lines for Book of Boba Fett season two. That's what I like to think. We, I, I, I think you can be confident at least you're going to see Boba Fett again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, he's going to factor into the Mandalorian story at some point. There's no way he doesn't. Um. But, uh, yeah, I just like, you know how I was saying like, oh, you know, you can trust the show that it's going to fill it in. Like now I'm sort of just like, eh. like, you know, and, and, and like the pulp, like comic book of it,ness of it, I'm sure I'm going to enjoy, but you've sort of just taken out like, like the heart of that, that massive scene sort of thing. Like, it's not, like, watching it again is sort of just like, oh, like, it's not that emotional, them getting split up, because it's like, yeah, they... They're back together in six episodes. Yeah, and I sort of, like, in my head, just thought they'd be, like, it'd sort of be gone without a trace. Like, do you know what I mean? It would be sort of like, they are completely separated. Well, you know, I, I think there would have been some... Uh, power to having you know Din have the little the little uh, Grogu sized Beskar shirt made. He drops it off, but they don't see each other, right? Like like that happened in the show. Um, but then, like, if you had cut it there, I think I would have been a lot better with it because, like, yeah, I, we get a little update on Yoda, right? Or Grogu, rather, we get an update on Luke. We get to see Ahsoka. We get to see Din. You know, it's kind of heartbreaking. He goes all this way. He doesn't get to see him. But then for him to just get Ubered off in the X-Wing in the season finale of Book of Boba Fett, like, I don't know, man. Should have held on to that for a little while longer. Yeah. And uh, the... Like, e- even they could have... Like, I, I, like I, I think don't even give him the little suit. But... um. Just like even if it's just for the book of Boba Fett, just just 
like show what he's like. Well, I guess they did for a bit, but it's just, I don't know. I just wanted to see, I just thought it was setting up a new fresh circumstance and, you know, maybe, yeah, you know, to show him now that he's by himself again, like what's he like now? Like, do you know what I mean? How does he like deal with that? Is he, is he more ruthless now that, you know, Grogu's not around? Because honestly, they kind of seemed like that was what they were implying when he shows up. Right and book of Boba Fett, and he's chopping all those folks up in the. Yeah, the, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like you could have read into that, like, oh dang, he's he's got a lot of pent up feelings because he doesn't have little Grogu anymore, right? Or maybe he's more angry now than ever. Yeah, yeah. And so he sort of, you know, needs him like he's to a, balance a, him um, out. Yeah, trust me that that is that is an important thing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, sounding like will there buddy oh dude three yep. what's he doing number three that's the last one he said he said he is taking, he's taking measures to uh make sure that's the last one he's getting the uh he's getting arranged yes yes he is uh getting it taken care of so he doesn't have they wanted yeah. three is the last one ivy ivy was born yesterday on 11 11 uh, the baby and the mom are both doing real well. The uh, 11, 11, 22. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, that's a big call. Yeah. I got, a, I got a few friends, like, like t- it's two of my best friends went with three. It's just like, are you serious? It's a lot of like, kids. Do you not remember two? <laughs> Like, you know, I, I sort of like, you know, I, I, I give people their, their space. <laughs> so benevolent. Um, you know, oh, yeah, have another one. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, see how that goes. But then, like, learn your lesson. <laughs> I'm too. Like, fool me twice. Shame on me. That's a, or something. I don't know. Yeah. Shame on someone. Hey, my parents, my parents definitely were like, two is enough. Man, well, I, I, I actually remember when I was listening to Will talk about, um, you know, Ivy about to come, and um, I was just like, my, it was stressful. I listened to podcasts to relax halls, and <laughs> it, was, it was, it was triggering some, some chestal uh, tension. Just, oh, woof, I salute you. I salute all of you, you fools. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to be sending him and his wife some, uh, food delivery to the hospital today so they don't have to oh pause yeah you great man i have to say when we had um harry like people did send food like you know like whatever uber eats or yeah you know the people oh you've dude to have food that you had nothing to do with just, just arrive, cooked, and it's delicious. Right. Like, in that circumstance, it's just like, like, you just don't know how good that food tastes. Like, you know, I could do the, the normal, hey, you had a baby thing, right? Send them, like, I don't know, some, I don't know, what do you send somebody for a baby that was just born, you, right? Some hey, diapers? you want to be, you, you be a real mate to Will? Yeah. You want to be one of the real ones? Yep. Send a couple of McRibs his way. Exactly, right? Send him down. Couple of them. Ding dong, somebody's at the door. Oh, what's this? A sack full of McRibs and some sodi pops? Psh, 
night even better. Who cares how little sleep you're getting? Because you got oh, three that, kids. You got a tummy full of McRib. That Dr. Pepper goes very well with the McRib. Something about that duo, it does go very well. Oof. Have you partaken on its its apparent farewell tour? Of course. I do. Buddy, I that would be like if Tool was on a fa- farewell tour, and I was like, "Ah, eh, I didn't bother getting tickets." Oh, you hadn't you hadn't texted me any updates. Oh, buddy, the day I texted you and told you the McRib was back, I was in the drive-through line. <laughs> That's how I knew it was back. I went, it, was a, it, was, it was a live report. Yeah, I, I had just got done running some errands, and I was like, oh, "I'm going to pick up McDonald's for dinner." And I got in line, and I was like, "Oh my God, the McRib is back." I have to text two people immediately, Steele oh. and Johnny Grasso. The, um, like, Jackie had one. It, we were in Germany uh-huh. a few years ago, and um, they've, got, they've got the McRib there permanently. Oh, my um, God. And they've got a few really interesting uh, menu items over there. These, like, 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 sort of little cheese ball, like, popper, you know, like, melty cheese inside the breadcrumb sort of deals. Uh-huh. Pretty good, like some, uh, yeah. fried cheese curds or something. Yeah, but it's got some. They're like poppers or something. I don't know, but that was delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, but but also terrible. Um, so yeah, the McRib, and so she's never had one, and I'm just like, oh my, oh yes, let's go. This is the best. Um, it was at an airport, and it's so good finding food you want to eat in an airport. It just makes the whole thing, you know. So it was like this gift, and she. Um, she she did not like it. Was she she did, she did not fare well. She found the molded uh, rib bones um, unsightly. <laughs> that's that's part of the whole appeal. Like if they didn't mold it into the rib shape, it, something tells me it would taste different. There's something about the, well, the composition a, and, and, and the density. onion and the sauce just, blend in. Yeah, just come on with out. the rib. Yeah, it's got little Death Star trenches that flavor settles in. And I said to her, I said, oh, you think, like, meat comes in a perfect circle? Like, you hypocrite. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you can kill someone with those one of those burger patties, by the way. Yeah, dude. Like, they're, they're frozen, rock you could, solid. You could really... Remember in Commando when there was, like, the, the saw blade got yep. wedged into someone's forehead? You could do that with a, uh, a, a, a cheeseburger patty, I reckon. You sharpened it up. But um, I uh, I definitely uh, used some hamburger patties as frisbees. Like I was Crawl the Conqueror back <laughs> in the day when my parents were doing the McDonald's thing. So we we got McDonald's the other day, and um, so we're all at home enjoying our McDonald's, like at the end of one of those ads. Mm-hmm. Um, dun, 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 dun. Um, and I got the McRib. I was very excited. I sent you a photo mm-hmm. um, of the sign and. I had to ask Jackie to not look away when I eat it because she signs it so disgusting that she sort of like looks at me eating it and pulls a face. Oh, I've had and I'm that. I'm like, happen. oh, you're just, you're vibe checking me on this McRib, Jackie. Like, just, it's, it's farewell tour. Can't we just have this one last night together, just, me and the McRib? Jeez. Just, just leave me in, in my shit. Like, I, I felt like the end of, um, I wanted to recreate the end of Blair Witch Project. Right, just standing in the corner, solemnly yeah. eating a McRib. Just goes back to you in the yeah. corner, chomping away. Oh, it was... Um, they're not like they used to be, though, Horse. They're when, not. Um, oh, actually, I'll tell you a McRib fact. Um, or not a fact, but a, a, fun, a, a fun little tidbit. Um, when the McRib was first introduced in Australia... 
I was a hard-working McDonald's kitchen hand. Right. Um, probably with about, Carl. Uh, 15 or 16 at the time. And um, I was never into sauces of any type. Hated your mustard, your ketchup, your right. mayonnaise. Hate them all. Um, and this McRib was getting introduced and it was a slightly different way to cook it because there had to be this, like, how they used to do it back in the day. And if there's any McDonald's workers listening that can fill me in on this, if this still happens, I don't think it does. But they would have this crock pot, like this hot Mm -hmm. pot, filled with the barbecue sauce heating. Yep, and you would just dunk the whole rib patty down in it. Sometimes you wouldn't get it back out. Nope, sometimes that joker was gone. And um, it was like the end of um, Terminator 2. Yep. Like dipping it into, it's like, oh, it might not come back out. You just get a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the McRib went out at the way he wouldn't. No, he'd probably want to be eaten. Anyway, um, so we had a special day um, one night at McDonald's, like it was a Tuesday night, and they brought us all in to learn how to cook them. And we all got to eat, you know, we all got a, a McRib meal as part of the fun that we were having. Um, I wonder if we got paid. Um, but anyway, so they've got this McRib and um, I'm like, oh, I don't think I'm going to like this, but whatever. I'll definitely get it without pickles. Um, and it was love at first bite, Hawks. I, I, It's a transcendent experience, that first McRib. But then after that, barbecue sauce, it was on, buddy. Well, that's good to hear because I'm a sauce guy. Well, I love barbecue sauce is one of the, you know, it's a, a sauce close to my heart now. But, um, yeah, that opened the doors. And then it was just like, like it was two years of just seeing what I could put barbecue sauce on. <laughs> like all these times. Like you should have seen a very fussy young eater. When I realized um, I liked pizza, that took like, it was, I think I was 18. And um, and gyros. That was Ooh. a big one. Dude. Dude, that gyro sauce, that gyro sauce, hook it up. Woo. Well, in Australia, in Melbourne, they're called savlaki. The, the, like, um, I don't really get what the difference is or if it's just a different places called different things. And in Melbourne, like, like everywhere around the inner city, there's these suwaki places that are open all night that have like the the meat cooking on the spit in the front window and stuff. Mm-hmm. And oh man, there's, there's there's few things better when you're um, a few drinks deep on the way home. Now. Than, uh, let me tell you the exact opposite of that story. You know, when we came to California and you had the solo show that I was part of for the movie uh-huh. Solo, uh, we got downtown a little early and ate at one a place like that, like, you know, on the street, just down the street from the Scum and Villainy de- uh, Cantina, yeah. and it was delicious. But, buddy, my stomach did not agree with that. Oh, yeah, but the meat they have in America, it's like, it's like like a processed log of meat. Ah. The ones in Australia are like bits of meat. Like, and it's a full spit deal and there's hot coals and all sorts of business. Wow. 
Um, but, and, and my apologies if anyone's uh, vegetarian or vegan, and this is disgusting them. But um, freedom of podcasting, I guess. Yeah, man. Um, yep. So yeah. So um, all right, Hawes. Let's. Um, I feel like we've. I feel like we've talked for a long time. We have almost an hour and a half, buddy. Oh, sweet. Um, well, good show. Thanks, man. Uh, I was talking about it. I was talking about Andor, to be honest. <laughs> but it, the the words would remain true, so don't worry. Dang, shoo! I got swerved on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I don't like. Yeah, I. How do you, how do you top this one, Gilroy? Let's uh, see it, buddy. Yeah, I'm excited to see them try. You uh you got some skills, dude. No doubt. Woof. All right, dude. Um oh yeah, so if you want to hear all the rest of these shows and um support um the pods, it's uh all on the Patreon. There's a bunch of shows reviewing every episode of Andor with tons of random thoughts and muckings about. Yep. And then and then our other show that we do when we are not watching new shows is Star Wars Year by Podcast, where we go through the history of Star Wars year by year, page by page in the book Star Wars Year by Year. And we, yeah, so we go through all the, um, you know, the the important historical events. Where are we up to? About 1986, Hawes? Yep, yep. We're in the super fascinating period between uh, Return of the Jedi and The Phantom Menace. So, I think, how many episodes of that is there? Is there like 30 episodes or something? Yeah, we've done quite a few, and I imagine we'll be able to at least get a couple in before Mando starts. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. And um, and, and it's timeless. You, it, it's We're not talking, we're talking about history. Yep. So... And by the time we get to current history, uh, we'll probably be on like the fifth or sixth revision of that book, and it'll just keep pushing it forward. You know, it's never going to end. Oh yeah, I um, yeah, I don't reckon we'll get to the end of the book, horse. I think we will. Why? That's awfully negative. All right, we'll see. I think there's going to be some big falling out over Tales of the Jedi when we get to that in 1992. No, I just think it might be mathematically a very long time away. Yeah, man, I plan on doing this Star Wars podcast and stuff until I'm two foots in the grave. All right, well, if you want to save money, don't subscribe to the Patreon now. Wait 40 years, and then you can just download all the episodes. You can binge them. Well, you know, I mean, you probably want to go ahead and subscribe to both Patreons, you know, because, like, uh, you want to be part of the conversation when the stuff releases, you know? All right. And tomorrow's not guaranteed. I want to be doing this in 40 years, but, man, things going to have to Dude, get a little better than they've been I'm doing saying, this year. I'm saying you're calling me, like, such a downer. Because I'm saying, oh, we might not ever finish this. And now you're throwing in, like, also you might die tomorrow. Hey, man, you gotta you got to look at all perspectives, right, when considering the future. Always in motion, the future is. Dude. All right. Well, just, just yeah, I don't know. 
like live a little <laughs> live and, a little and subscribe and, and subscribe to patreon yeah. um all right i will um i'll talk to you later horse good show all right may guys. that force be with you see you guys